Okay, today is November 29th, 2020. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're reading from the chapter, How It Works. Um, the first uh, page 58, from the beginning, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. And we're gonna be reading to page 60. Many of us exclaimed, what in order? Today's reader is Claire Kay, and our guest speaker is Karen B. So Claire, if you could read for us. Sure, how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Can I be heard okay, Kim? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, and powerful. Without help, it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power, that one is God, may you find him now. Half, measured avail half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, saw through prayer meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what in order? I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. Knowing among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We're not saints. The point is that we're willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Thank you so much, Claire. And now we're gonna have Karen B share on the pages for approximately 20 minutes. Thanks, Karen. Hi everyone, thank you guys. I'm Karen, a compulsive overeater. Um, feel like I'm home I, here. <laughs> A little emotional. Um, this was one of my regular meetings I came to. Um, <clears throat> and with the shutdown and everything back in March, um, 
kind of with Zoom and all the other meetings, kind of have been checking out the other meetings and one during the week that I, I posted in the chat. Um, so I haven't come to this this one and, and I feel at home here. And uh, I'm so grateful to, to have been asked, um, Kim, and, and thank you guys, because um, this is where I need to be, you know, and, and I'm, I'm grateful. So thank you. Um, <coughs> kind of, a, you know, we disclose, our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and, and what we're like now. What I love about the big book is it literally gives us the instructions for like everything we need to know about program. How do I share? Okay, I share my story. What was I like? <laughs> what happened and where I am now? Um, <clears throat> many of you have, have heard that and or some of my story, but it, it starts with my best friend who I've known since I was 13, who was in a different program Um I guess four or five years before she started at this program. And I was like a groupie in that program. That is not my drug of choice. Food is, you know, but I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. Like you're speaking my language. What's going on here. And then we, even though best friends, since we were 13, we'd never taken a trip together. So we're like, let's take a trip. And we're like, all right, if we lose 20 pounds, that's our motivation. We'll take a trip. She, you know, had dabbled in OA, went to a meeting or two, thought everyone was crazy and left, you know. And so um, she found in 2013 that, that, okay, I can't do this. And she came into these rooms. And the transformation I saw in her, not just physically, but, oh, I don't know if someone's keeping my time. If you could give me a, a five minutes heads up. Sure. Timing? I'll Thanks. give you a comment. Thanks. <clears throat> um, she had this glow about her. It was a, you could see it through pictures on Facebook. Stop going to dinner with her because she was no fun to go to dinner with. I was, you know, still binging. Um, I had not committed to um, any food plan or, you know, doing everything. A couple things happened that spiraled that I ended up gaining 20 pounds. <clears throat> And uh, she came to me April of 2013. I finally decided to go out to her with her to eat, even though she's no fun. And she's like, Karen, I'm afraid you're killing yourself with food. You know, I was 265 pounds, 50 pounds bigger. You know, I'd given, I've given away 50 pounds since. Um, and I thought there was an easier, softer way. I, I legit said, I think so too. I think, I think I'm one of us. She's like, I talked to my sponsor. Here's a packet. I love you. I am here whenever you need me. And I said, I know, but I'm going to try my way again. So I decided at 265 pounds, why not bike a hundred miles? <laughs> um, you know, that didn't work out so well. I, I think, you know, biking 5,000 miles in a day, you know, being on my bike for two three hours every couple of days, five hours on my long rides, I would have lost more, but I was eating those calories. I was coming home, live by myself, but still locked myself in my room and would eat those calories that I burnt that day. <clears throat> Rigorous honesty. I didn't live with anyone. And 
I'd still eat stuff in the car and throw it away so no one would see. Who? I wasn't with anybody. I wasn't doing anything. I couldn't be rigorously honest with myself. Um, In September was my bike ride and I didn't make it to 100 miles. I still didn't, you know, amazing, but hello, character defect of perfectionism, you know, 79 miles. That's not, you know, I had to sign up for the lower, you know, mileage for the actual event because I couldn't do a hundred and I failed in my mind. Like everyone's like, what a huge accomplishment. And I'm like, yeah, you know, because no, I didn't accomplish what I set out to do. That was September 7th, struggled for a few more, and it was, I was miserable, miserable, struggled for a few more days, and then September 24th, 2014, called that best friend and said, can you meet me for a meeting? Meet in the parking lot, we'll do it together, and I crawled in, I crawled in, and I was so broken, not just physically, but emotionally that I was willing to do whatever anyone told me. She said, don't leave that meeting without getting a sponsor. You don't have to like what the person said. You don't have to like anything. Just someone raises their hand, go up to them and ask them. (laughs) Someone doesn't raise their hand. Ask around and see if someone's at least willing to be a temporary sponsor. You're not married to each other. Just, I can't be your sponsor because I'm your best friend. that night she told me to, you know, I was so overwhelmed. I fe- never felt more at home. Someone said something just ridiculous, but it got, I cried. <clears throat> and um, she said that night on an index card or write down in your notebook, wherever, what f- are your binge foods and what are your compulsive foods, be- food behaviors? I'm like, what the hell's a binge food? At that point, I mean, literally brand new to any 12 step, like knew nothing. And I'm like, okay, what do I lock myself in my room and eat? What do I throw away the wrappers that are in my car? I'll start there, you know, Um, with my temporary sponsor, you know, white knuckled it for a bit, binged October, you know, for when made it over a month and then binged. Um, Then I sat in a meeting September 17th and this woman had this, that same look that Kate did. She shared this emotional story that was like gut-wrenching and said, but I can't do anything about it. I trust that God will take care of her, you know, what she was talking about. And I think I like literally detoxed the first month or for whatever salt, not salt crystals, but sugar crystals ran down my cheeks, you know, as I detoxed because all I did was cry. And like physical detox from food is real, you know? Um, So then we start working the steps. And someone told me, you know, willing, well, step three tells me in the AA 12 and 12, the key is willingness, you know, to be able to do this. I was willing to do whatever anyone told me. 
that first day she's like, I was talking about this certain food. She's like, tell me about you. Tell me about your food. And I was talking about this one food. She's like, that doesn't sound like a healthy attitude to have towards that food. I'm like, mm, what you're talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, it sounds like you're trying to control it. You can only, you don't keep it in your house, but you have it when you go out. I'm like, well, if I have it in my house, I'm going to eat the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. She's like, why don't you try today not having it? I'm like, I don't want to, but I'm willing to try it for today. And then for the next day, I was willing to try it. So we started again, how, how I was willing to do what she said. And she had this glow and I wanted and what worked for her is, is the OA book, the OA um, workbook, not much of a writer. I just, I was struggling. It just wasn't working for me personally. Again, if it works for you, it asks some great questions and it brings some stuff up, but I had gone to step three, like finished step two and step three. And I was kind of like hemming and hawing. Um, and then my best friend brought her big book over. She said, get out your big book. We're going to start reading from the preface. Like, why the hell are we reading the preface? Who reads the preface of any freaking book? And she's like, shut up and do what you're told. Like same message I heard from my, shut up and do what you're told, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm willing to shut up and do what I'm told. And that's not easy for me. I'm a talker. Um, and so I shut up and we took turns and she, she took me through it. She's like, this is a textbook. Like I got freaked out by the big book because I was like, who are like the Bible thumpers, big book thumpers, like, you're all freaking me out, you know, but she explained it's a textbook and I, I, I'm a nerd. I like textbooks. I like to learn. So that I kind of got, and then I related to, and through the preface, you can see the, or the forewords, the, you can see the progression of how this grew and start to see the fine threads of this amazing, amazing group that we now have 116 people on a Sunday morning, afternoon, around the world, whatever time it is. Um, whew. And that there's got to be something to it. I don't have to get it. I don't have to do. And she closed the book. She's like, are you willing to do the work? I said, sure. Yes. Yes, I am. You know, like, haven't I been doing, I don't know what I'm doing, but she's like, all right, you're ready. You're ready. And my big, my sponsor was about to break up with me at that point because I, I was fighting. So I went to her and I just said like, I don't know, there's something here. Here's what happened. Can we move? Can we, you know, I'm willing, like I'd done the first step, the second step, we talked about it. I'm at the third. And all I know is I'm willing to do the work and to turn it over. I don't know what that means, but I'm willing to. And so I started doing the work, you know, and then continued with my fourth step. And so what happened, you know, November 17th, that, that was my abstinent, my date of abstinence, 2014, for a long time. Until rarely we've seen a person fail to thoroughly follow our path. Like, I didn't understand, this is going to sound horrible, but I've been learned. Because again, you get too cocky and then you got to learn. That's a character defect. I didn't understand relapse. Like, how do people relapse? Like, I'm so broken. I'm willing to do anything. Well, guess what? I was willing to do anything until I wasn't. Until I put things first before my program. 
And that's when I relapsed. It's not shocking. It's, it's what happens. And someone once told me, anything that you put before your program, you will lose. Um, I thought it was profound, but I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 whatever. Because I know everything. <laughs> um, you know, I don't. Um, thoroughly following our path. A manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Um, and here are the steps. The steps are here in this big, in this book. Half measures avail us nothing. Last summer, <clears throat> um, work got crazy. I got, well, 2018, I guess I got put on a project, a project beyond my wildest dreams. Like in college, this is what I dreamt of working on. Um, last summer got rough, you know, and a bottom line, I put my job first, you know, <clears throat> um, I don't know how to say this anyway, but like the in-person meetings, like this, this, this Saturday, Sunday morning, Cherry Hill meeting was the only meeting I felt like I, I found recover. There was recovery, you know, that like, and, and for me, when I'm struggling, there's a sweet spot of meetings. Like in the beginning, I knew if I didn't hit two meetings a week, like I felt off. You know, and here I was not knowing I was struggling, but struggling, hitting one meeting a week. And then, you know what? Oh, God, I work so hard. So that a Sunday mornings, that's early. 9 a.m., you know, <laughs> that's early. So I was hit or miss because I was putting work and many other things first. Um, I'd just gotten engaged which is a whole story in and of itself, dead inside. Talk about a promise and a miracle. I was living the miracles of the program and got cocky, you know, slowly didn't go to that many meetings. Um, cunning, baffling, and powerful. Didn't need any of my binge foods. I'm abstinent. I didn't need any of my binge foods, trigger foods. In fact, I even put some other things down. Cunning, baffling. So fast forward to January of 2020, January of 2020. No, it was December. It was right before um, New Year's. I call my sponsor and I'm like, mm, something feels off, you know? And, and I, have, I had been plateaued for like weight wise like my lowest weight was 207. I was fluctuating now between 219 and 222. So I'd gained weight and was plateaued at that for like two years, you know? Um, I'm like, what the hell is going on? What the hell's going on? I'm playing games with my food plan. Let me, let me weigh my four ounces of protein. Let me weigh my three or four ounces, whatever of starch. And then let's throw in a forkful in my mouth that didn't end up on there. You know, let me clean the fork, you know, um, the slippery slope. If you follow what it was I was doing, I thought I was abstinent until all of a sudden I took a look. Um, 
what happened in that meantime, you lose things that are before I went out on disability, stress, anxiety, five minutes. Thank you. Directly related to work. Think work is another addiction, but that's a whole other thing. Whack freaking whack-a-mole this thing is. You know, watch out. That was all I have to say too. Put down one thing and other things pop up. Um, I went in and out of work a few times. I went on disability three times. Um, I'm still on disability. And that's tough. That's tough. But rigorous honesty. I had to tell myself. And my sponsor, Ooh, and I remember um, I started back at work at one point and then my new abstinence is since May. I remember coming and being afraid to tell you guys that I binged in May, you know, the safest space I could be and how cocky I was before. Like, how the fuck did I never understand relapse? Because I was cocky. And here I truly believe I have the gift of relapse. My relapse was a gift. I don't want to go back there. I really don't. It's not a place to be. Um, uh, in short, where am I now? Um, living the promises and realizing I need to do step one, two, and three every freaking day. Because as a compulsive overeater, give me the choice and I'll choose food you know, if I don't choose and put my program first, if I don't hit my two to three meetings a week, if I don't, I mean, with Zoom, oh my God, there's so many newcomers and newcomers are like, I didn't hit a meeting today. Oh my God. Like, how amazing is that? Like, um, you, I can go to a meeting every freaking day. It's amazing. Um, good news in terms of the promises, you know, I'm, I'm back since, since, well, I've always, I kept coming. I kept coming. I got rigorously honest. I told you guys and the love and the outpouring that I felt was amazing. And again, that cunning baffling, I didn't binge. It was a little bit here and there. It was sneaking in. It was the thought sneaking in. Um, I'm doing the steps again. Um, because the first time I, I did these 10 steps, I did them the best that I could. What came up, came up. But after six years in program, after relapse, I'm digging into some deep stuff that I couldn't have handled before, that wasn't present before, that more is revealed. And it's amazing. I'm also in a vulnerable position. Um, so good news. I don't know those that know me. I'm nine weeks pregnant. <laughs> so early on, and that's a huge part of my story. The first thing that led me to my first stumble to my friend talking to me and gaining that 20 pounds back in 2012, 2013 was a failed egg retrieval. And so this is um, huge, but I'm exhausted, <laughs> um, emotional <laughs> and all these things. And like, you know, not around family because I'm now a vulnerable group. Um, so a bit isolated. I need to do step one, two, and three every effing day. Food is calling me. I saw a billboard of a food that was like, oh my God, I want that. Well, I'm pregnant. That's a craving. I'm a compulsive overeater. I don't know what the hell a craving is. I, I always got cravings, you know, when I'm not in fit spiritual condition. Um, so it's not a coincidence I'm reading how it works today. 
because uh, I'm feeling emotional, because I'm feeling lonely, tired. Um, my partner's amazing, but it's me. And it's me that needs to do this work. And this book tells me how to do that because I will always choose the food unless I do my one, two, and three every day. Do a spot check. I'm actually working on step four in my other program, digging down to that deep shit because you know what? I don't want to bring this deep shit. I don't want to transfer my not eating my food. My job's not there right now because I'm working on what's God's real purpose for me. That this program taught me how to pray, your will, not mine, be done. What is that will? I don't know, you know, <laughs> but I know part of it is not putting all of this onto God willing, we're so early, but any child onto my husband, into my work, into other diseases. You know, I need to be rigorously honest that food calls me sometimes. All right, spot check. Did I get to a meeting? Did I commit my food today? Did I do this? And I'm not, it's spiritual, you know, for the food we say, okay, it's time. But spiritual progress, not perfection. That's not about the food. It's about spiritual. What am I doing spiritually? I need to keep my food clean and I need to keep myself in fit spiritual condition because the promises are freaking real and they're amazing. And I feel them and I'm in the sunlight of the spirit. I moved out of the sunlight because it was blocking my camera, but I'm moving right back into that sun because the sunlight of the spirit is, is amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. Okay, so we'll 